0: Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to a Friday with Dr. Frank. Fridays with Frank. Welcome back, Dr. Frank. Hey, Paul. It's good to be back. Yeah, it's good to be with you today. And uh, you're going to share with us about what today? You got you got all kind of notes. And, and we, we, we don't do show prep, and you come with encyclopedias of all kind of books here. Right? You got to hire an assistant just to carry all these books and <laughs> notes you got.
1: I, I would call that a great exaggeration, but <clears throat> yeah, it's good, to come prepared with um, different things. Uh, What I wanted to talk about today, and I think would be very productive for your audience, Paul, is to talk about uh, the right way of uh, doing a review of the business. As a business owner, you got to constantly be thinking about how the business is doing, reviewing Mm -hmm. uh, what you did that day, what your business did that day, what your workers did that day, if you have a staff, how things went, and uh, do that on a daily, a weekly, and even a monthly basis. And if you think about reviewing all the time about what you did right, what you could do better, and how you might be able to do that better, that's a really good habit to get into. So we're going to talk about that today.
0: Yeah. And I think specifically in the lawn and landscape business, especially here in the Atlanta market, now the grass is dormant. It's frigid cold out there. It's like what 37 degrees a day yeah I went to the oh. gym and it was it was actually 36 degrees and so ain't nobody out there cutting no grass making no cash in in the winter but it's a great time to review how last year went I was just actually on a coaching call with a fellow today uh, he's over in Arkansas same thing cut kind of the off season and we looked at his numbers from last year and, and started to actually make some tweaks and adjustment for this year of how he's going to make some changes in his business and have an even better year. And so obviously we can be reviewing and and great companies are constantly reviewing, but in the colder months, in the winter, before the spring rush hits, it's definitely a great time to really review how things are going and then obviously what we can do to make our businesses better.
1: Yeah, and you know, also too, Paul, it's even more than that, actually, because when we have the right mindset as a business owner, we're in the habit of reviewing, and we'll talk about that, the best productive way to do that. Uh, Not only will we identify ways of making the business better, like you just mentioned, more efficient, more profitable, Mm -hmm. more easy to do business with for our customers, which they appreciate, Mm -hmm. but it also will cause in your thinking to percolate up to the top, even new business opportunities. Mm. It's more than just being better at what you're doing, but uh, the the thought process that we're going to be talking about will also help you identify new opportunities that you never would have seen otherwise. And that's good too. Yeah. Well, let's dive into this a
0: little bit more. I'm I'm already uh, eager to do some reviews. (laughs) Okay.
1: Well, the the thing the thing that I guess we want to talk about is uh, what I refer to as the plan, do, review process. That's three parts. You plan. You got to plan about uh, what you're going to do uh, over the extended period of time, in the long term, in the near term. Every mm-hmm. business owner should have a short term plan and a long term plan, and maybe even a mid term plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, Certainly you have that in your head of what the business is going to accomplish that given day. Mm -hmm. And there should be some idea in your head uh, as the business owner of what you hope to accomplish that week and even by the end of the month. Mm -hmm. And then the longer term plans of where you want your business at in six months, in a year and that kind of thing. That's more the long term planning. And. Um, it's more than just planning on the activities of the business, the service part of the business. It's also planning on how to get your message out, how to get new customers, um, how to market, what kind of messaging uh, that is effective. It's, it's planning every aspect of your business. And then um, you do the plan. That's where a lot of businesses, Paul, miss it. They have either a vague notion or in some cases pretty detailed because they spent the time as a business owner to write down their thoughts. You know, good thoughts come to their head. They write it down in their notebook or their uh, journal and they say, wow, that's a great idea. I want to write it down before I forget and it's part of the plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the thing they forget to do a lot of times because of the, is to stick to the plan. Uh, that's the other thing. Mm-hmm. You put your best plan together and then do it. Mm-hmm. And stick to it because um, you can't do everything you can do w- best, what you plan to do because you've thought through it. Mm-hmm. And then after you do it, that's the second part do First versus the plan. Then it's do. And then it's review. All right, I did it. How did we do? What could I've done better? What went right that I should do more of that kind of thing. That's the plan do, review process. Now, a lot of people, a lot of business owners do some version of that without even realizing that's what they're doing. How did you think about it when you were when um, when you were starting out, Paul? I did well. I, I guess I didn't think about
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was. Uh, well, in marketing specifically, it was like, if things started to get slow and I needed money to pay my bills and to do work, yeah. you know, I'm doing, you know, door hangers or I actually had these little raggedy flyers. I, I printed out on, um, eight and a half by 11 sheet of paper and tri folded them together. Cause I was on a real tight budget. And so it was like marketing was out of a, just an emergency necessity in the moment. So there was no plan of, of this is you know, this is my plan and I'm going to go execute it. It was more like I was reacting and, uh, yeah. So, so the plan do review is something that I'm now trying to get, you know, implemented into my life, not just business, but in in every every area area of your life. life. Cause you know, I'm going to Florida here this weekend and I, I had a plan, I guess, to have a flat abs and a six pack. (laughs) I'll I'll show you. Oh, they're there. You just may not be able to see them. (laughs) (laughs) I got, it's a little bit flat up here underneath, you know, my chest, but then it gets a a flubby and
1: yeah. what's all that fat? Yeah, that's fat. They're, they're there. You just, they're hiding behind the flat. Okay. So
0: my plan was, you know, (laughs) to eat clean and to go to the gym and and to
1: to have flat abs for Florida. And now I got fat. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I, I like what you said though, just a moment ago, Paul. You said something really significant, and that was that um, in the early days, before you, you got into the business mode and thinking more like a successful business owner, which came with time, uh, you were mainly reacting. Mm-hmm. And see, that's the thing about plan de review; It keeps you in the mode of proactive, and that way you avoid the pitfalls in the cri- a lot of the crises, because you're always a few steps ahead of the game, and things... Mm-hmm most things won't catch you off guard. And so proactive is always better than reactive because proactive you're in the driver's seat as the business owner reactive. You're at the mercy of your circumstances.
0: Yeah. And I think I'm still reactive. You know, when I look in the mirror and I see, you know, this fat here, you know, I'm, I'm reacting to it. I want it to go away, but w- what, what is the way that we can proactively review so that it, we we can be looking at, man, I, you know, I made this mistake or I'm doing this well. I need to double down, triple down, quadruple down on this strength, this profit making sector of the business. What is the best way to review? Yeah. And in
1: terms of your abs, um, you're constantly looking to see if they're showing or not. And any kind of results you're getting from the gym or the way that you're eating, well, you do the same thing in your business. Uh, It's mainly first, um, well, it's really mainly just focusing on your customers, number one, mm-hmm. and then number two, focusing on your strengths as a, as a business, so what, what your business or you stand for in business, what you're good at, what your strengths are. Focusing on both of those, and we'll talk about that mm-hmm. a little bit more, and then trying to then, here's the main idea. Once you, you're really in tune with your customer, we'll talk about that, what that means and you're focusing on what your unique strengths are as a business and what you stand for, then you try to find the commonality between those two. Mm -hmm. And that's where the new opportunities lie that you never would have thought of if you hadn't been thinking in a more productive way like this. So that's the bottom line. And we can, um, I mean, there's a lot of things to think about when you're trying to review, but if you focus first on your customer Mm -hmm. and then focus on... What your your strengths are and then how the two overlap, that is one of the most productive ways to do plan, do, review. So um, that's it at a high level. What What's your thoughts on that? This is great. Plan, yeah, do, review. And then review. And you should constantly, the business owner should constantly be in plan, do, review mode. Because if we're going to take the time to do, we should be doing the things that we planned. And then we ought to review it to see if we could do it better or um, what we did fantastic that didn't wouldn't realize that we did so well. We should do more of that. So when you first, number one, focus on the customers, you want to take a good look at your market or the markets that you operate in. And markets, of course, are constantly changing. They're very dynamic. And therefore, you can never spend too much time thinking about your customers in terms of understanding them and what their needs are Mm -hmm. and wants are and desires. Mm -hmm. That's something that um, you should be very sensitive and in tune with. And you know how to do that. You talk about it all the time, Paul, and that's talking to your customers Mm -hmm. or getting feedback from your workers, from your staff, who's interfacing with the customers, really trying to get into the head and the emotions of your market, of your um, the customers that that are that you service, mm-hmm. and uh, you were very good at that. I mean, you told some of the most amazing stories about how, um, your customers pretty quickly got to just like you a lot, and <clears throat> you they tell you stuff you get inside, inside their head. I mean, weren't you able to do that? Pretty, yeah. Pretty well, easily. I, I,
0: I think there's so many folks that have a difficult time finding somebody who will do the most basic things like show up, you know, return a phone call. That, that's how I got a CFO in Silicon Valley. Like if I said the name of the companies, the CFO of you've all heard of it, like, you know, a gigantic company. And, um, actually funny story about that guy, Dr. Frank he had a chance to be the CFO of, I think it was Apple or no, no, it was Google, Google. Yeah. And then it, it didn't take the job because uh he said that it was uh not stable enough. This was like 2000. I forget what year it was, but it was, you know, Google's like one of the biggest companies in the world these days, but um he turned them down because he, th- he wanted something more stable. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, he's had a, he's had a gigantic career. But what he told me, li- listening to my customer, I, I don't share this to boast or be ostentatious or, or anything like that. I'm, I'm sharing the point of how did I get this property? Because this property led to taking the NFL customers because the coach was his neighbor. Right. But he says, it's because you called me back. And he had called three um, co- companies. And, and, and what I was doing- Th- That were your competitors? Yeah, but, but I, well, there, there, I was in the top three in Google. So if you typed in lawn care- in this city, boom, I was, I was popping up right there. Top three. And so he called the other two. I think it was in third place. You know how it shows you on the right. right-hand side and he called the other two and they didn't answer. He called me. I didn't answer. He left a voicemail and I saw the California number. That's why I didn't answer because oh. I get all kind of funky, you know, my Medicare
1: things do and all this weird stuff. But, but that, that, that could be a cell phone. That's their resident in Atlanta but they moved from California. Yeah, exactly. But
0: I get so many weird calls. It's like you're, you're Medicare, blah, 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 blah. They're all scams. You know what I mean? So anyway, I didn't answer it, but I, then I looked at the voicemail and he left the voicemail. So I called him right back and then he's like, Hey, I live in such and so street. And I knew that street name, you know, I was like, Oh wow. Okay. And so, um, when I called him back, I got the job and then that opened up the door to, um, I don't post this on social media that often, but You know, back in 2015, 2016, 2017, I was just hanging out with celebrities. Like it was nothing because they were my customers, my customers, friends and things like that. But listening to the customer, reviewing what they said, it's because I actually called them back. I actually answered the phone. Most of the competition, they're they're so distracted. They don't even return phone calls or answer on the first, you
1: know, attempt or whatever. So that's just one thing I've noticed. Well, Paul, that's exactly what I'm talking about. You were... You were becoming very sensitive in your customer focus, where you got inside their head, so to speak, where you came to realize what was important to them. Now, that was in particular to that particular neighborhood. They may have a little bit different psychographics than maybe a different type of neighborhood, but in that neighborhood, I've heard you say before, and that was the high-end neighborhood that you were at, uh, they, they wanted convenience. They wanted convenience. But now you're saying you also came, because I've heard you talk about that. They wanted convenience. But now you're saying you also came to realize that it was very important to them emotionally that whoever provided services for them, that they were very responsive. Responsive communication. uh, Absolutely. And see, that's what we're talking about. That's customer focus where you're not just saying, well, I'll be nice every time I see them. Way more than that. You got inside their head about what's important to them so that you could be that as a service provider, and they would eventually realize you were easy to do business with
0: that's right dr. Frank we're going to take a moment here from today's show' sponsors I'm going to get a sip of water out of my nice Toro mug. you like that yeah, it looks really good. Toro's yeah. one of your sponsors yeah they are um one uh they they make you know, I'll show you to you. They sent me all kind of stuff. they've been making battery powered equipment now, oh, and so it's pretty fascinating. We were up there in September trying it all out, and so, um
1: anyway, they sent me this t shirt this mug. They send me all kinds of stuff. Uh, before you could do the break though, yeah. what's this Medicare calls? You're not nowhere, you're nowhere near old enough to get Medicare. I,
0: I know, <laughs> but they call. I'll, I'll answer you're, and it's like a computerized voice and you're you're called now, you're Medicare, blah, 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 blah. blah. It's like, I, you know, I feel bad for like, what if an old person that, you know, doesn't have the right
1: mind, I, it's clearly a scam. You know yeah, what I mean? You're on somebody's list or a scam. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And then they get me with all kind of, all kind of stuff. This like so obvious. It's a scam. That's why I'm so careful, you know, of of who I answer. Basically, nowadays I just don't answer my phone for no nobody.
1: And if it's important, and, they'll leave a message,
0: right? But the, but the point is, and then we got to go to the break, Mister Mister Pr- uh, Frank, <laughs> Mister Producer. I'm on a tight tight uh, operation here, but um, we got to um, I'll 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 say it like this, okay. Um, what I learned is that even if you don't, cause some guys would say, always pick up the phone every single time you, you, you got to answer it if it rings. And I understand the philosophy behind that. And, and some people have a full-time administration that can do that. You have a different version of that. Yeah. Because I took so many of those calls. Like if I, let's say I get 10 calls, two of them might be humans and the other eight might be, you know, cause once your phone number gets Te- out, telemarketers. There, gets yeah, telemarketers and all this stuff. Right. But here's how I know. When when I check the voicemail, it, that doesn't take as much time. In the first two seconds of a voicemail, I can tell if it's a telemarketer or if it's a potential customer. Right, right. Then if it's a potential customer, you can call them back right away. and that that That's a one way to vet it. But what most folks do is the call will come through of a warm lead, somebody wanting service, doesn't answer, goes to voicemail, voicemail don't get checked until later in the evening or the next day. And then... All that time is is uh, low hanging fruit, and so that's what that's what plan, do, review. You got me going on on uh, listening to the customer. That just just call them back, c- communicate with them. If you get a warm lead, go for it. You know what I mean? Well, we'll talk about
1: the other part of the equation
0: coming right up. Yeah. Good job, great segue, Doctor Frank. You can begin this partnership with us today by going to gulfcoastbk.com and scheduling a 15-minute phone call. We want you to become a confident and informed business owner. We'll take care of your grain so you can take care of theirs. Schedule a 15-minute call today at gulfcoastbk.com. Hello, Green Industry Podcast listeners. This is Xander Kirby with Pure Marketing Agency. Many of you may have heard me as a friend of the show as I'm a huge believer in Paul and our great landscaping community. Five years ago, I began trifecta landscaping with zero experience, and by God's grace, we have grown into a multi million dollar debt free company. I was able to do this in large part with having a great understanding on social and digital marketing, and that is why we are now launching my new company, Pure Marketing. Every thriving business needs a top of line website, consistent and creative content, and full optimization of Google and digital footprints. If you're ready to grow your business and for new clients to discover you, contact our team for free at puremarketingteam.com, where we focus purely on marketing so you can focus purely on your business.
2: Brittany here with the Hardscape Academy. If you're serious about keeping good qualified people around, then you have to train them. You can say, well, what if they leave? I've trained them and I've spent all this time and resources on it. But what if they stay and you haven't taken that time to train them and they're not able to grow within your company and run their own jobs? That falls on you. So check out thehardscapeacademy.com to train yourself and your crews. This month, we're going to be launching our crewman pay for training video. This video is for your employees. It is the how to hardscaping and not so much the why everything is done the way it is. In this 45-minute video, you'll be able to brief your employees on paver installation basics so they're ready to crush the day on site with you. TheHardscapeAcademy.com is the place to get skills and training for you and your crew so you can excel as a professional hardscaper and grow your company. You'll learn all the techniques and best practices to properly install pavers and retaining walls. Check out TheHardscapeAcademy.com.
0: All we're back with Doctor Frank. It's good to have friends that are smarter than you, Doctor Frank. You are definitely the smartest man in this room. <laughs> I can tell you that, and uh, it, it really uh, pushes me. Plan, do, review. That's what we were talking about at the beginning of this broadcast, and I just used a silly example. But you know, man, this is this is so frustrating because I'm going to Florida. But look at this. Well, how how, how do I how do I get how do I. Um, Plan for the future to get flat abs. You you know the young lady that I like. Oh, so, well, so, I don't so know I, her. I know yeah, of her.
1: Well, that's for much as we're saying with that. But I want to be in shape, right? Yeah, I, well, here's the thing. Number one is I've been to Florida many times, and I didn't have any abs when I went. But So you don't really need them when you go to Florida. <laughs> okay. Uh, number number two is that uh, any f- trainer at the gym will tell you that n- eight, 90, about 90% of getting your abs to show – is in the kitchen. Abs are in the kitchen. It's in the kitchen. You got to eat right. Because they're there. And even when you work out and you do the planks and the other things that build those ab muscles.
0: Yeah, I do the planks. Uh, I, can, <laughs> I, I can hold them now for, we, we did a four minute plank at my training class the other day. Yeah. But uh, I usually do them effortlessly for a minute. And I'll take a little break and do another one for a
1: minute. Take a break. Right. Does, does that work on the top part of your, your core like up here oh I'm not too sure about that but you you work you work that core with those kinds of exercises Mm -hmm. like planks and those muscles develop but they hide behind the fat and that's where the diet comes in to get the fat to reduce where they can start to show and you see that six pack but anyway let's get get back to plan do review let's get
0: back to plan do review sorry
1: Mr. Producer (laughs) he gives me rebukes when you're on the show shut up Paul (laughs) let Dr. Frank talk Yeah. Well, I like to hear though your version of it because we, we talk about the, the (laughs) idea of it. And then you always landed in about how it relates to, to the industry, the green industry. So we talked about plan, do review. And what do you, what do you think about in plan, do review? Well, at first you focus on the customer. We talked about that. Then the second thing you do, and that is focus on your unique strengths. Take a good look at your business strengths. Uh, review that because you're, you're developing new skills all the time. You're having new experiences. So is your staff, and, and they're growing and, and, and doing better. And, and that's why you want to review your unique strengths because you'll find out some things that you're good at as a business and with your, your staff that you didn't even realize or just evolved naturally, and now you got another thing that's a strength. It's important to review and look at your unique strengths as a business. And what is special about your company is the main reason why people want to do business with you. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to be just the skill of this or that part of the service that you offer. It could be other things like you alluded to earlier, which was um, you're just easy to do business with. You're responsive. Maybe that's one of the best things, and that puts you miles ahead in the perception of your market compared to your competition. It could be lots of different things, not just skill in providing the service and using the equipment. And so – <clears throat> what you what you want to do is everything your customer sees and hears about your business whether it's intentional or not is really a marketing message to them mm-hmm. and that's why that you should make it so that what they're bound to hear or see with you or your staff is uh projecting what you're really about as a business and see, every business owner, I don't care what industry it is, they go into business and they have an idea and they, they pursue that idea in the marketplace. But even if it's the same service and exactly like the competition, they will bring an element that's different because of their personality, their experience, uh, who they are as a person gets integrated into the mix mm-hmm. and it makes it unique. So you you can offer the same thing that everyone else is doing, but the way that you offer it and the way that you do it and the way that you come across perception-wise to your market and to your customers makes all the difference. And that's what you need to be thinking about. The most effective marketing message for others to see and hear is your unique benefit to them through what your business stands for. And that comes right out of the heart of the business owner. Mm-hmm. Business owners are unique. Um, they They want to do something. They want to accomplish something. They want to express what's inside of them and and offer that to to their customers and their market. And that's what brings real value. And when it's a, when your business becomes an expression of what you are about and what's in your heart, what you really want to do to help that comes across in volumes mm-hmm. and that's what will differentiate you. And so think about those things. One of the best things, for example, Paul, and I'd love to get your thoughts on this. One of the best things is uh, that's totally unique about every business owner mm-hmm. is how they got into business and why they went into business. Wow. Every business owner has a great story about that. Usually. And I'm sure you shared that without even realizing how valuable that was many times with your customers. Didn't you, Paul? Yeah, totally.
0: And I think part of my upbringing on a golf course is, and I like nice golf courses because I worked in Ohio and I know a lot of you guys know these courses because there's a lot of you that message me. You like what I mentioned. I'm from Canton, Ohio, but um, in Canton, Ohio, we had a golf course called Brookside. Very nice. I got to golf there in high school. So nice. Glenmore. Glenmore. Uh, my brother worked there. He got to golf there. I never got to golf there, but I would see it. And I was just always fascinated by how nice the putting greens were and the fairway. Wow. And then I worked up in Hartville, Ohio. We had a golf course called Congress Lake. I was a golf caddy there. Uh-huh. And I was just obsessed with the greens, the fringe, the, the, the landscaping around the course it was so nice. And, and you know, that you, you pay 30,000 or more to join these clubs just to join. And then, um, you know, you uh, you just go and go. Um, so if, you know, each year you pay your dues. So a lot of that money gets invested into the the country club, the the course that I worked at here in Atlanta right. when I got my start. Right. Twenty million dollars they they invested into revitalizing the golf course. They play a PGA just to make it look better. Just to make it look better. They play a PGA event there, and I was just I was always fascinated by that, and so I carried that into my story as I would talk to the customers and then I I, 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 for you golf nerds, I also got to work at Firestone country club uh, in Akron, Ohio. They have, um, you know, um, Firestone
1: company was like a yeah, fi-
0: Yeah. They, um, make tires, but the, 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 the golf course is, uh, world-class 36 holes. So beautiful. Wow. So I would carry that on to, uh, explain, Hey, Randy, let's make this look like Augusta national golf club. What do you think? Let's, you know, I, I was always using golf examples and, 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 uh, t- treating the property like art, like a canvas. Like, you know, I, I want to, I want to make it look as great as I can. Now, part of that is money. Like a customer needs to, needs to match that. That's I use Randy's example. Cause I was one of the customers that gave me a blank check. Like, wow, let's do whatever we got to do. And, and he actually even told me, he's like, Hey, if you ever notice anything on my property that needs enhanced, just do it. If it's over 600 bucks, shoot me an email or text wow. for authorization. But if it's under that and you say, oh, this could do, you know, a boulder could go here. This could do here. Just basically, I, I was a playground. I can do whatever I want to Randy's property and just shoot him the invoice. But but to make it make it, make it it its best. And, uh, if, you know, if I think of these little iron supplement to green things up one week or whatever, just anything at any time. And I realized I, I started to meet people like this because I was actually passionate. One of the things that got me into the business was a passion for trying to make yards look like a golf course or not necessarily, you know, painting a fairway and a sand trap and all that. Because some guys do that in their backyard, like uh, lawn tools out in Arkansas and stuff like that. But anyway, that was part of what I brought different to the story than, than some other companies that were maybe just in it to make money or whatever. I don't know.
1: Well, that's a fantastic example. That's exactly what we're talking about here because you were not coming to them, talking to them, interfacing with the customer saying, I'm a me too business. You know that other company? You know, we do just like they do. We're, we're just as good. It wasn't anything like that. It was, hey, this is what I'm about. This is what I'm passionate about. This is what I care about as a business owner and I want it to translate and express itself through my business and what I offer. And this is this is what I'm about. And you just explain the gold standard is how they do these world class golf courses. That's what I'm about. That's what I'm passionate about. And it came across so much so that that guy believed in you. And he said, look, you got a blank check with me. I believe in you. I see the passion. I trust that.
0: Yeah. And also Dr. Frank is, it could, I would straight up tell guys, Hey, I used to work at Firestone Country Club. I used to work at Muirfield village. Right. I would actually, or pardon part not Muirfield village. Um, I was thinking Muirfield village cause I got the golf there. Uh-huh. It's a course in Dublin, Ohio, but, um, Congress Lake, excuse me. Yeah. But also growing up there we were golf shirts and them things better been tucked in boy you 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 get you you know you get uh a licking they called it up where i'm from i mean you get chewed out you had to look good yeah you had you had to wear your golf shirt because because these are the you know tiger woods for example and and uh all, world, all world kind of class. people. yeah like literally i had tiger woods walk by me one time it's wow. pretty cool wow and uh his caddy Stevie Williams and, and, uh, people like that. You know what I mean? I mean, this is, I'm not going to name drop, but when I worked there, it was crazy. The, the people that would come to these places and I'm representing the country club and to, to whoever it is, whether right, it's, right. you know, I know Tiger was a controversial person, but the point, the point was it taught me as well to have my golf shirt tucked in, to have my pants, you know, looking fresh and to, uh, everything with etiquette that carries over so much because in this industry, we joke about the guy that actually does the property nearby. Every single time I see him, Dr. Frank, he's got a black and mild out of his mouth. Now, he's not smoking it. It's not like it's- Is he it's, chewing it? I don't know what he's doing. It's just, sit, <laughs> it's just sitting in his mouth without fail. It's just sideways, sticking out of his mouth. Like it just, the tip of it tastes good or something. I don't know. He's not, not actually like inhaling. It's, he's, just, yeah. it's just sitting there. And then his boxers are hanging out of his, you know- you know what I'm saying His boxers are hanging out and the jeans are down. You can see how have his butt cheek that when you, when you work at a country club of the caliber of a Firestone or a Congress Lake, right. You, you, you learn etiquette and, and how to, how to treat and pr- yourself. And presentation.
1: Presentation. That's the word I was looking and, for. And, and it, and what you're saying too, Paul is just from your unique experience and what you just described as your experience that, um, gave you an idea in your head what you wanted your business to be like when you finally got into lawn care, Um, that was unique. There's a lot of people in the business that didn't work at the world-class country club and didn't have that experience, but you did. And that's what made you unique. And out of it, what I hear is that you had a passion for uh, projecting a spirit of excellence. That's it. Yeah.
0: It's exactly what it is. It's a spirit of excellence. It's it's, a Relational, you know, etiquette and intelligence and being um, able to serve a customer because anybody can mow the grass. Anybody can put mulch in. Anybody can put a flower in. Anybody can do the actual work, but it's that um, how you present yourself that really gets them to know, like, and trust you. And so I think that's the secret sauce that I found early on. That's this is what separates me from the pack and so I, I'm just echoing what you're saying.
1: Yeah, and you know, some of the neighborhoods you could have worked in, um, they would have appreciated it, but perhaps not exactly they as to, much yeah. of appreciated They'd, as the as the markets and the neighborhoods you ended up being in. You were the right fit because of that uniqueness about who you were, what was important to you, and how you expressed it in your business to those high end neighborhoods where, where they had the millionaires in in their houses with their yards. Mm-hmm. Isn't that right, Paul? Yeah, totally. Yeah. So that's excellent. So that's that I think that covers really good about focusing on what's important because you tap into what's important to you and you work because you think about it, you, you review it, you think, well, you know, I came to realize, you came to realize, for example, that that part of your experience in the past was really important to you to integrate in your business. And it and it made you successful. So your formal marketing and business operations should exemplify what your company is all about and your unique story of how you provide relevant and special value should be repeated continuously to all who will listen. Once you focus on those two things, Paul, and now we're going to bring it in for a landing. Okay. Uh, Customer focus, which we talked about, Mm -hmm. and then focusing on what makes your Unique as a business owner and the way you see your industry and the service you provide to it, what makes you unique, what you're passionate about, then you're really well positioned in your thinking, in the plan, do, review process, Mm -hmm. to then focus on identifying your best opportunities. Mm. Because what you are anticipating... Uh, what your customer wants, what their next move is, is, as markets change and their thinking changes and you get into their head of what's important to them and you know what you're good at, what what your joy is to express as a business owner because it's coming out of your heart, then you can identify opportunities better Mm. because your best business opportunities are easy to recognize if you know your customers well and when you know them well, The unique value your company offers in addition, then the best opportunities are the ones that join the customer needs and wants with your special uniqueness. Wow. Those are the best opportunities. Yeah. Those are the opportunities your competition can't come in and steal from you because you're a better fit in that than they are. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's what you want to do. Yeah, you, th- you want to think about your business, but you want to do it in a very productive and focused, uh, um, premeditated way. Customer focus and thinking about your uniqueness and then see how they merge. And it'll just pop- percolate up to the top naturally if you get into the habit of thinking like that. Uh, so <clears throat> by anticipating customers' needs and then uh, meeting them in unique ways, that your customers can appreciate you can have a focused plan that will be profitable. And if you spend some quality time thinking about this, you should be well positioned for business growth. There you go. Well, Dr. Frank, I appreciate you bringing
0: your uh, excellent uh, insights today to the program. All of us listening, guys, this is something we need to, to do in our life. plan, do and review. So I appreciate a lot, Doctor Frank. And for those who want to take a, you know, take their business to the next level, you actually came over recently and did nine modules for us. They're thirty minutes each, and I know that because the DSLR camera cuts <laughs> out after twenty nine minutes and fifty nine seconds, and, and I give you a warning with like, you know, thirty seconds left, like Frank, camera is gonna go off at twenty nine seconds. But um, thirty minutes each for each module where you taught the higher level thinking of marketing and, and, and really how to tell us a little bit about what you did with this marketing
1: essentials. Okay. What we did was, um, it, it's not cooker cutter because that's not what your, your audience needs, Paul. They don't need do it exactly like this. And then everybody out there's doing it just like this. And, and everybody's doing the same thing. That's not what we're talking about. What we're trying to do, we go into detail, uh, I lay out the basically the mode that we operated in in that uh, e training, Paul. Mm-hmm. As you know, was uh, I would talk about the principles, mm-hmm. the, the really good principles that have been proven either by research or through experience, and then we would discuss it on how to implement that in different kinds of ways that were practical based on your experience with all these years in the green industry. Yeah, because guys. Well, yeah, and that was basically the idea behind it, but it was very structured, and what the result we hope is, and I'm I'm sure this is how it's going to work, is people listening to that will get some great ideas, things maybe they want to implement immediately, but much more important than that. Is They will get their thinking in the right track where they will use their own imagination, their own experience, their own ideas, and come up with something even better that's unique to them that will will be like the key that opens up the door for them. So good. And I, I'm
0: blessed just getting to listen to you teach some of these principles. Just the best of the best of marketing because business is it uh, uniform or it it works across so many different industries for sure. Yes. And so you shared the best of the best of these principles. And it's like, I know my audience is predominantly lawn care landscaping professionals. It's like, you will definitely have the edge. So it's called the um, Green Industry Marketing Essentials. And you can get that at greenindustrypodcast.com. And uh, not only can you listen to it, you can watch it. There, there are videos as well. Nine modules. So I think it will definitely add value to your business for sure. So, all right, Dr. Frank, well, we appreciate you coming by, and uh, maybe next time, one of these times, we get you on the show. You can teach us about nutrition because that's also a specialty of of yours. Well, as we well. talked
1: a little bit about it with your avid adventure. Yeah, man,
0: I, I got a I
1: plan doing review.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: today
0: Save big money.